Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, believe it by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. I'll answer the question. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Jerry Eves, Sports Radio. That's a brand name. Like Pepsi. That's a brand name. I stand behind it. I guarantee it. They know that even if they don't know me any more than they know the, the, the chairman of General Mills. Good afternoon and welcome to Eve Sports Radio. Call now, 502-571-1080 or toll free, 877-904-1080. You can tweet Jerry at Jerry Eves 5 That's Jerry Eves 5 on Twitter. This is Eve Sports Radio on Talk Radio 1080. Welcome back to Esports Radio, March the 24th, 2020. Special day for myself and a lot of Cardinal fans. I am Jerry Eves, and of course, we have to do it a little differently because of the coronavirus. Just like everyone, their lives have been changed, and we have to learn how to adapt. So I'm sitting in my office at Simmons College of Kentucky. I have Elliot in the studio, and Elliot, I appreciate your dedication. Absolutely. Uh, sitting in the studio behind the glass. I will be taking callers, and I will have special guests calling in today. I think everyone understands that March the 24th, 1980, gosh, it's unbelievable, was the day that University of Louisville won its first national championship. And we're going to talk a lot about that and some of the interesting facts and things that I've looked at just researching this. I've got the Tony Branch will be calling in the first segment of the show. And without Tony hitting the shot against Kansas State, there is no first championship. And we also have Wiley Brown calling in the second half of the show. We're going to discuss Wiley Brown and some of the things that we had to do uniquely a lot of people don't understand that Wiley and I were given jobs that had quite a bit of pressure on them, and we're going to talk a little bit about that also. Uh, people don't know, but Wiley Brown had to guard Kiki Vandeway, and people have no idea the show that Kiki put on against uh, Purdue the game before we had to play them. And he put on a show, and so did Rocket Rod Foster, who I had to guard. So we're going to talk about that a little bit also. We do know that uh, – Things are very unusual, and everyone is still trying to deal with the coronavirus. And all I can tell people is that everything will pass. This will pass. We will get through this as Americans, and we'll be stronger for it because I think a lot of people have educated themselves, and I hope I know I have. I hope everyone else has. When you're starting to look at your local government, your mayors and your governors, your national government, what they're here for, what they're supposed to be doing, and a lot of things. So I think that, in that respect, it's been a good thing. Now, before I get to the show, and hopefully Tony Branch has called in, I'm not sure yet, because I'm not in the studio, but he will be. I want to shout out one more time. Great. Tony is on, and we'll bring him on in a second. That I want to shout out again. 
Diorio's Pizza and Pub at 310 Wallace Avenue and 919 Baxter Avenue are open for business. I went yesterday. Ms. Gwynn got lunch from there for us, and I want to make sure that everyone understands that they're open for business. Thornton's is definitely open. All the gas stations are open for business. We understand that and will be open to service the community, and gas is what a reasonable price now. Reminds me of the good old days of the gas prices. You also have River Road Barbecue at 3017 River Road, just a foot wedge off of Zorn Avenue, going away from town, the best barbecue in the city of Louisville, I guarantee it. And Khalil's, which is 10966 Dixie Highway. I hate it because I was going to have my first remote out there last week, uh, first week of supposedly the NCAA tournament, but we understand all lives are changed, and for the right reason, the CDC, Center of Disease and Control Prevention, was doing their job, and they still are, but I do think that uh, President Trump's comment as of yesterday that we have to have a balancing act of both, but you cannot stop business, and I mean that. You cannot do that. So I think there will be a fine balancing act, and people will get back to work and jobs, and, yes, we will have to make sure that we support our medical personnel to the utmost because they're the front lines with all diseases, not just this one. That's what has kind of perturbed me, not just this one. The flu has killed 34,000 people last year, influenza, the basic flu. There are a lot of things out there that they've been fighting. Right now, they're in the forefront, but before the last two months, did anyone even consider this, that they're underpaid and overworked? I don't think they have. So I think we've learned a lot of things. But let's get to Tony Branch. Ellie, bring TV on. Hey, Jerry. Hey, Jerry. How you doing, TV? What's going on, Tony? I'm listening to Governor Brashear every day. I think that's some excellent uh, information on the virus, and I hope that everybody in Kentucky does the same so that we'll be the best state as far as getting this thing under control. Yes, with the casualties. I think that we're at four from the Curious Journal newspaper this morning. Four deaths in the mm-hmm. state of Kentucky and about 124 have been infected. But as they continue to test, it will go up, Tony. We know that. But, yes, we're yeah. just continuing to pray for everyone that is sick that they can get well. That's all. And, uh, and that's and all that Jerry, we can do. I'm in an age group where it affects our age group a little bit worse. So you're not in that Absolutely. age group yet. You're, 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 yes. You know, so you're, you're, you're under 60. No, I'm so not. in pretty good shape. <laughs> <laughs> no, Tony, I'm in that age group, Tony. I'm 61, you're 63. We're in that age group, and we have to be careful. And, of course, your parents and my mother, who's still around, are in that age group, and we just have to make sure that we're extra careful uh, when That's we're right. taking and going around our parents because they're really susceptible, and we just have to try to do the best that we can do. Now, TV, yes. without you, Tony Branch, without your shot against Kansas State, Mm-hmm. We're not sitting here talking today about the national championship without Tony Branch, yes. the person that was a senior with Daryl Griffin, was a starter his junior season, allowed to give me the job because, you know, you gave it to me, Tony. I didn't take it from you. You gave it to me. No, I didn't. You took it. It was a war in preseason. It was tight. 
And uh, it was tight. Jerry, you yeah. play, you play, you played in the NBA. I mean, you were talented, buddy. You, you, you're very humble. But one reason I didn't hurt you, Jerry, during the course of the year, so I could get that spot, was uh, our parents were so much alike, and I could say that about a lot of guys on the team. You know, the same values, the same principles, and your mom was mm-hmm. just precious. And I said, I'm going. One day, I just thought I'm going to hurt Jerry. And I said, no, I, I said, no, his, I love his mama. I can't hurt him. Like, I mean, it would just break her heart. I can't hurt him. You're so right. But, but Wiley Brown was trying to hurt you every day. Who's coming on later? Well, <laughs> Brown was after you. You know, you have these little battles. Well, I, I was, a, I could agitate, you know, I met, I, you know, people say, what was the best part of your game? I said, well, you know, I was really quick and fast, but, and I didn't have a lot of height. It was, it was my mind. You know, if you can get under people's skin or if you, you, you can know how to fire your teammates up and get somebody up that's down, you know, that, that's very valuable to a team. But, uh, I always say this about that, that shot you, you want to mention against Kansas State is, uh, you know, I really believed in that team. I loved all the guys on that team. You know, we had brotherhood and still do, uh, Somebody else would hit that shot. It might have been Greg Deucer, who It might have been you. Whoever Denny had called on at that minute, I, I really believe that team would have found a way. Tony, 71-69, and I laid an egg. I was awful against Kansas State. And, of course, that was their second game. But people do not understand that when we played, we were a number two seed. And the number one mm-hmm. seed in the Midwest was Louisiana State. Of course, people remember all the Kentucky battles that they had. Kentucky was the number one seed in the Mideast. We were number one seed in the Midwest. Syracuse was the number mm-hmm. one seed in the East. And DePaul was the number one seed in the West. Some really great memories, great players. But Kansas State had an opportunity to play before our game. And I think that had mm-hmm. a lot to do because you could tell, Tony, that we were tight. And we were nervous. We hadn't gotten the jitters out. But Kansas State had an opportunity to play before our game, which I think gave them an advantage, Tony. We had played them during the season. And with them Mm -hmm. winning that first tournament game, they were really relaxed coming into our game. And we did not play well as a team. Daryl fouls out. We just struggled to get through that game. And without you, Tony, I'm still saying it, without you and honestly, Rodney McCray played like a superstar in the NCAA. That he was. A superstar. He made the all-tournament team as a freshman, and, I mean, he played like a superstar. Well, you know, I agree with you. Uh, they, when you get to play that first game and get it out from under your belt, you're more relaxed, I think. Uh, and then uh, they had played us before, like you said. They had a great coach in Hartman. And yes. people may not remember, but they were really good as a team. They had Lando all-American. Yeah. Oh, my. And they had Ed Neely, who – played a lot of years in the NBA, and then they had a great supporting cast. Uh, Marshall, the little guard, might have been the best player on the floor, I thought, that day. And he had it going. So it was going to be yeah. a tough game. He had it going. They had a great game plan against us, and you can do that when you play a team once. And, and if you lose, I've always thought the loser had an advantage because they came up a little bit short, so they try to find ways to adjust and get you the second time, and that's what that game was. Tell me something, Tony. After going on 
Being head coach at Lamar. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Assistant coach at Purdue, uh, Manhattan. Great experience. Athletic director in Jeffersonville, Indiana. Head coach at Seneca. My assistant coach at Simmons College. Now when you look back and you're reflecting on that tournament, that 1980 championship, what do you think about the most, Tony? Uh, the, 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 the friendships and the brotherhood. Uh, the championship was awesome. Uh, I think it electrified the city of Louisville. Uh, it propelled Louisville into the upper echelon of, of college powerhouses. Uh, Louisville had been to the final four, 72, 75, uh, didn't quite get over the hump. And, uh, I think, um, when, when a team does that, um, you know, for our, 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 university and our city and our state and our fans all over the country. Uh, I think it just, it, you know, gives your university a, a higher level, level stature throughout the country. It helps recruiting. It helps students coming, wanting to come to the University of Louisville. It just does so many things. It's hard to say them all. But for me, it's having Jerry Eves as a great friend now. You know, when you look back and, uh, those things are great, but, uh, I would, I can say, you know, we have a great brotherhood among the members of that team. Tony, talking about that team, and of course, Daryl Griffin was the epitome of a superstar. And I tell yeah. people all the time that he, I played with him professionally also. He was the nicest superstar ever. George and I, George Williams and I play around that Daryl would clap for the ball or yell for the ball and I would clap on, clap off. We would just pass him the ball, but Daryl never, ever asked for the ball from me. He never, he told me to shoot the ball in the, in the championship game numerous times mm-hmm. to shoot the ball. You came in with Daryl, and you all left as champions. When you played with him as a freshman, did you think that he would breach the peak that he did? I'd, I actually thought that he, he had the potential to, and, and mm-hmm. it wouldn't surprise me if he did because if you remember – you were still dunking on people at Ballard at the time with that great team you guys had over there with Raker and Lamp. But that mm-hmm. that fall of 76 when Daryl Griffith and another guy that helped us win the championship, Bobby Turner, because of the, mm-hmm. we had to build up to that point. Bobby was with us for the first three years. The Kentucky yeah. Colonels had folded. The ABA had folded, and all those guys were coming into Crawford Gym working out you know, trying to stay in shape to get picked up by and get a contract with an NBA team. We had Ron Thomas. We had, uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Joe Hamilton in there. He lit me up. I thought, golly. Uh, mm-hmm. and, uh, and then, and then you had, uh, Junior Bridgman and Unsell who all uh, were already in the NBA. They were going to, they were in there and you had all the college players from around plus the Louisville players. Artist Gilmore was in there one day. And Griffith dribbled right up to Artis Gilmore. And, you know, he's 7'2", and he doesn't expect any, anybody to try to go up to him and dunk him. He dribbled and explosive, boom, dunk. 
And the 300 people that were there just watching pick, uh, open open gym were, were fell out oh, over gym, yeah. and they were all mm-hmm. and, and and they were all saying, "Oh my God, we're going to get a championship." Artist comes down the next three plays and demands the ball, or he was going to kill you, and dunked on Ricky mm-hmm. Allen, who could jump three times in a row, and, and the game was over. So Ricky walks up to Griffith after the game and goes, "Don't you ever dunk on him again." So, uh, <laughs> so um, he, had, he, I mean, the guy was unbelievable as far as talent, just a physical specimen, great jump shot when he arrived at Louisville. He just had to improve two things, was his, his ball handling and his defense, and he did that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Tony, we're going to get to our first break. Elliot's going to take us out when we come back. I've got a little theme music for the 1980 championship team, which I think people will enjoy. But that is the Tony Branch. Without TB at Kansas State, everyone knows it. Roger Bergman, Daryl Griffin, Coach Crum. We're going to talk a little bit about Coach Crum telling you to miss those free throws after the break also, Tony. Eve Sports Radio, 502-571-1080. Welcome back to Eve Sports Radio, March the 24th, 2020. It's 12:25. I've got E. Tony Branch on the line with me, starting guard at University of Louisville National Championship team. And Tony, when you hear the music, that's what I remember the most. When people ask me, "What do you remember, Jerry?" I remember the music. This is it. It was just so appropriate. It was like that is a perfect song, and I remember it, Tony, when I hear it in airports. For the last 40 years, it takes me back to Indianapolis, Indiana, and it's just, that is my memory. This is it. It just gives me a great feel through my body because it was just like, what a load taken off. And secondly, Tony, my brother went to the University of Kentucky, so I always knew the competition between Kentucky mm-hmm. and people, and that was like the measuring stick. When we finally were able to win it, it was the first time that we could look at Kentucky and say, okay, we have arrived, because Kentucky had numerous, numerous NCAA championships and all the great things that Adolph Rupp had done at the school. It was the first time that we could say and our fan base could say, we have finally accomplished something that the University of Kentucky had accomplished. And I knew that just so much because of my brother, even though he was in the stands mm-hmm. pulling for the Cardinals like crazy, I just remember that. And, and when we're looking at it, Tony, Kentucky was the number one seed. First round, mm-hmm. 97-78, they destroyed HC Florida State. But then mm-hmm. they played a Vince Taylor Duke team and lost 55-54 in a hard mm-hmm. Purdue mm-hmm. beat Indiana 76-69, and Purdue really played well. Purdue had to play their way in to get to the mm-hmm. Final Four. But what great basketball at the time, Tony, just great basketball. Now, it, it, it was. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the free throw. A lot of people understand, and we always <laughs> – I hate it because we always have to go back. We're always going back to what happened when Terry Howard missed the free throw, and we know that had nothing to do with the results of the game. That's but right. he had That's not exactly missed. Right. He had not missed the entire season. Terry Howard was 100% at the free throw line. So here we are sitting in 1980, and, of course, Coach Crum had learned 
that you're doing the same thing. You have not missed a free throw. We would insert you in every close game. You'd come in, not have played a second, and made every free throw all season. What did you think when Coach Crum told you to miss it? <laughs> what did you I think? I told you him no. Well, well, yeah. Jerry had approached me the week before uh, I, I think the tournament said, do you think you would like to miss one? And I said, why? And he said, well, I think it would take some pressure off of you. You haven't missed. He never mentioned 1975, but I I watched that game against UCLA in 75. We had a, a mm-hmm. fellow uh, guy from my high school playing with Louisville then named Ike Whitfield was on the 75 yeah. team. <clears throat> and uh, so I followed Louisville. And uh, he said, well, do you think you would like to miss? And I said, no. And he said, why not? I said, I think I, Elliot, I have lose Tony? my constant. Hmm? I, I, tell, I, I did I not think, hear you, Tony. Sorry. Okay. He said, do you think you would like to miss it? And I said, no. He said, why? And I said, I, I think my concentration is just better with me not having missed. So he, he didn't say anything else. And then we were in a really tough game against Texas A&M. I think it was overtime. Yeah. And and uh, we finally got up seven or so, I don't seven or whatever it was. And I'm stepping up to the line to shoot the free throw. And just as I'm getting the ball, he's whist- he's, he's calling my oh, name God. and he's in my per- mm-hmm. uh, peripheral vision. And he goes, he, he gets my attention. And I look over and say, you think you want to miss this one? And I was pissed. <laughs> and I got a little Native American blood in me. So I turned a little, I flushed red a little bit and I, I made it. <laughs> So mm-hmm. I get back to the line for my second free throw, and he does the exact same thing again. And I want to run over and say something to him personally, but I told the guys, "Okay, I said he he he's he's a uh, you know he's the he's the goat now. Now that Johnny Wooden's mm-hmm. retired, I thought he's the goat. He knows what he's doing. I'm going to have to miss this three. So I told the guys on the fifty-year line, "I'm going to miss it," and they looked at me and they didn't believe me. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So I missed it, and uh, you know uh, that was that. But I, uh, you may not know this, but the very next free throw I needed to hit against LSU, I missed it. Um, and uh, I did not know that. I didn't remember that. <laughs> <laughs> so I did not know that. No. Again, I turned red. Uh, but uh, and that was a or that was early on when we were in trouble against. LSU and Griffith was on the bench, I think, with three mm-hmm. fouls in the first half. So, but um, that that was smart. But I I would I, only thing I'd say to Coach Crump, Coach, if you're going to play me down the stretch in the last three, four, five minutes, please get me in early in the second half. Don't don't have me sit the bench for two hours before that time and not touch a basketball. Uh, it, it is very difficult to do that when you haven't touched a basketball for a very long time since warm ups. Absolutely, Tony. That's why you were the goat. Now, Tony, <laughs> no question. I do remember when you missed the second free throw, and you were upset. But see, people don't have any idea. Coach Crum was tough. I mean, he was not a cursor or a swear. He wasn't a yeller. But Coach Crum meant business always. You could tell that he was very astute and he knew what he wanted. And Tony, I think it was the right thing to do, even though I did not know you missed in the LSU game after that. But I watched the Terry Howard game, and I did think it alleviated some of the pressure. But as that's... Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. (laughs) 
The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. How you were so good, Tony. You didn't want to miss anything, just like Terry, but... That's just a funny story that a lot of people do not know what's going on in the game when the coach is sitting on the bench and people don't understand. In the first half, you're opposite your bench. So offensively, your mm-hmm. coach can't speak with you. But in the second half, Tony, your team mm-hmm. is directly in front of you so you can communicate better with your team in the second half. That's why a coach was sitting on his bench telling you to miss. Everybody else is looking around like, is Tony going to miss? <laughs> Tony Branch doesn't ever want to miss. <laughs> but – Great story, TB. Tony, let's get to the championship game before I let you go. We've got three more minutes. Okay. Okay. And, of course, we have the Iowa game, which was an 80-72 victory for us. And then the Mm -hmm. UCLA game. And I don't know if you remember that, Tony, we went on a nine-point run to win that game. Did you know that? I probably knew it, but I have forgotten. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. We scored nine in a row, Tony, 54-50 and 59-54. And people that don't remember, it was not easy to do because we were mirror images of each other, UCLA and Louisville at that time. We had an All-American. They had an All-American, Kiki Vanderway. And Jim, Mm -hmm. um, I'm sorry, uh, Coach Brown was their coach. Larry Brown, a great uh, coach. People remember from the NBA. So to go on a nine-point run against them was not easy. Absolutely. Championship games over, Tony. Do you remember that they were pressing you? You were dribbling around and someone tripped you. Do you remember that, Tony? I remember it very well. There are certain plays you never forget, and that's one. (laughs) uh, Because one thing I didn't do, Jerry, I didn't turn the ball over, and that caused the jump ball. And I I think, did they get the tip? You, I think you know, they did. Jerry, we had eight guys that could take one step and jump and touch above the top of the square on that team. So Griffith wasn't the only jump. You were one of those guys. But I wasn't one of those guys. So, so I knew we were in trouble when they called a jump ball. I think it was uh, Rod Foster or, or somebody. And I knew I wasn't mm-hmm. going to get that jump ball. So I'm thinking I need to quick jump or quick tip or something and maybe get away with it. But, yeah, uh, I remember that. I did, I did get trolled and they moves. didn't call it. Yes, all the memories, Tony, from that 1980 championship game when you're watching it. And, of course, we had the reunion this year. You all were honored at the VM Center. I was not. Riley Brown was not either who was coming on with me after because we had games. But uh, tell me about the reunion when you were out on the floor and the fans were able to recognize what happened 40 years ago. Well, um <clears throat> It was really nice. It's always nice to have all the guys come together. We're we're lucky because I think eight guys off that championship team live here in Louisville. Uh, Greg Deucer's across the river in Floyd Knobs. Um, Marty Williams down a little bit away. But we all get to communicate and see each other 
Uh, so we're not like other teams that may have been all across the country. But it's really nice to come together and then be recognized by the fans uh, and the University of Louisville. You know, we, we planned our reunion, and uh, Louisville was gracious enough to introduce us at halftime uh, of that game. Uh, but, it, it, it again, it brought back memories and, and uh, great memories. Tony, it's 12.35. I appreciate you for your time, of course. You'll be back as the women's basketball coach at Simmons College of Kentucky next year. And, yes, there will be a next year for all the sports. We are going to get through this coronavirus. But I appreciate your time, Tony, and be safe. Stay in. Social distance. Bye, brother Jerry. Take care. Thank you. Elliot, let's take us to break. This is eSports Radio. I will be coming back with Wiley Brown. Phone number is 502-571-1080. We'll talk to you in a minute. Welcome back to eSports Radio. It's 12.38 on March the 24th, 2020, Tuesday. Forty years ago today, University of Louisville earned its first national championship. And, of course, I was happy to be a part of that with quite a few tremendous young men. Tony Branch is one. Of course, Daryl Griffiths is two. Wiley Brown is three. The late Derek Smith is four. Most integrity of any person I've ever met was Derek Smith. Rodney McCray was five. Roger Berkman was six. Poncho Wright was seven. Of course, the injured Scooter McCray, eight. Marty Pulliam, Daryl Cleveland, Steve Clark. A lot of people want to forget Bobby Turner. And that just lets you know how much talent was assembled in 1980. For us to lose our second leading scorer from the 78-79 season in Bobby Turner and lose the rookie of the year in the conference in Scooter McCray, and still won a national championship and feared no one, that allowed you to know how much talent we truly had. Elliot, is Wiley on the line yet? Elliot, not yet. Okay, so Wiley's not with us yet. Great. We've got Wiley Brown calling in, and we'll speak to Wiley a little bit. But, again, I just want to make sure that people understand that people are open for business. The Oreos, Railroad Barbecue, Thornton's, Calias, Bluegrass Audi, Service department is open. Republic Bank, Clark and Riggs is still printing things. I just want court physical therapy is going through their situation at this time, but people are still in business and will be ready to do business as soon as we get through with this. So, Elliot, bring on the Wiley Brown. We need that drum roll to bring Wiley on. Wiley Brown, are you with me? I'm with you, Bolsky. How you doing? I'm doing great. This is D. Wiley Brown. I would say the champ is here. The champ is here. That's you, Wiley yeah. Brown. <laughs> hey, 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 you should have had me come in with, with this or this, man. What's wrong with you? <laughs> You're so right. Well, you started the high five, Brown. You started the high five. No one but Wiley Brown started the high five and Derek Smith. So, that's a, Brown. That's, a, that's exactly right, Eve. I called you this morning. Can you believe it's been 40 years, Wiley? 40 years. You'll be 60 soon, you young thing. 40 years, Wiley? 40 years, Volk. I, I can't believe it, but my knee, my knee can believe it. <laughs> <laughs> well, Brad, you know, I had no hip. I had to have doctors take those out. My hips believe it also, all the work we had to put in. But, Brown, let's just talk first about the talent assembled on that team. And I was just mentioning them as they brought you on. 
yourself, one of the best football players in the state of Georgia, one of the best basketball players in the state of Georgia, started on a national championship team, played in the NFL. That's unbelievable talent. Derek Smith, everyone understands what he did from Hawkinsville, going on to have a great professional career. His son, Nolan Smith, Monica, his wife. Rodney McCray, who took over from Scooter, who was the rookie of the year the year before, Wiley. You do know that. Scooter was the man. Rodney McCray. Then we had Daryl Griffith. Then we had that dud named Jerry Eves. But I got in the way. You know, Wiley, if I couldn't play, I made sure other people couldn't play either. Then we had Roger Burton, Pietro Wright, and Tony Branch had played. Well, I mean, that that was was unbelievable talent, but, but... The more so than the talent, we had the desire to uh, to be winners. Uh, we all came in and worked extremely hard. We didn't need to be coached every single day. Uh, we love to have our coaches around, but we didn't need that. We're going to go in the gym. We're going to work on whatever deficiency we had, and we're going to work on them until we become better at them. And then we didn't set, we weren't satisfied until we become great. We weren't satisfied just being better. We're going to continue to work because we always know someone is going to be sneaking up behind us trying to get out what what try to take what we want to get. Wiley Brown, point well taken, and a lot of people don't understand that because in today's society we've got weight coaches, we've got stretch coaches, we've got nutritionists, but you're right. You took us in the girls' gym in the summertime and showed all of us how to lift weights. Do you remember that, Wiley Brown? Showed us Absolutely, how to I remember. Squats. Absolutely. You know, you know, no coach, 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 no coach, 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 no, no doubt about it. Remember, uh, Coach Cron wasn't a w- big believer in weightlifting, and um, I had lift weights, man, all, all my life pretty much. And um, so I got uh, got a couple of guys, man, to come out and to look. We gonna get in this weight room and get stronger, and uh, it, it paid off. Oh, it did pay off, Brian. I mean, we lived in there, and so I was just trying to bench, you know, put two forty fives on the bar, and, <laughs> and you were stacking all the weight on the bar, but Brown. You're 100% correct. We did not have to be coached every day. We were in the gym at a certain time. And, Brown, if you go now and watch all teams, not believable, their pickup games is like cream puffs. Nobody touches anybody. Everybody's dunking. Everybody's laughing. Brown, we fought daily at Crawford Gym, daily. And, I mean, we fought, truly fought, because the intensity was so high. What happened to that competitiveness, Wiley? I, I don't know, but I, I hope these youngsters that with all that talent can put that together because if all the talent these young guys have today, these with the desire to work hard, um, it, they'll be they'll be off the chart. And and see that's what that's what um, I try to tell uh, these players today. When you got talent and you continue to to work hard and improve at it and, and continue to work, as no one can come in and take your your position. But if you gonna tell me, Eves, um, this guy got talent. And I'm gonna take the guy between the talent and the guy that work hard. I'm gonna take the guy that work hard because that guy that work hard, he's gonna be able to you will compare with the guy that's having the talent. Because you're gonna give me, if you're not just gonna give me talent and not gonna give me the hard working part, I'm gonna catch up with you. Uh, the guy that's gonna work hard. Absolutely, and people don't know if you don't know, Wiley Brown's the head coach at IU Southeast, the winningest coach in IU Southeast history. I've played him three times, lost all three times, Brown. That's not fair. <laughs> but Brown, hey, you've done a fantastic job with that program. Uh, thank, thank you, uh, Eve. But but I, I'm gonna tell you, 
I had some good teachers, man. And you one of them. I'm telling you right now. When you, I remember the days when you when you first got back at, at U of L. You've been pro, doing pro coaching, and I I kind of picked your brains back in the day. Uh, you told me and taught me how how much the game they need to be spaced out, and that's the one of the things I do at, at IU Southeast. I love the spacing, the ball movement, player movement, and those kind of things because um, I think that's what you can get when when the games, along with playing some good defense. Absolutely, but people just don't know what you've accomplished. Well, I mean, you've defeated Bellman, and everyone understands what Bellman has done, but they haven't given you your due credit. So I just want to make sure that we do let people know, and you're having a tremendous season this year before everyone's season was cut short, everyone's Wiley, which we understand. What did you tell your players this year at the end of the season? Well, I, I told them, uh, Eve, that, um, of course, um, I got this from Cool Hand Luke. We was always, always went – wasn't wasn't about the beginning of the season. That's why Coach Carm played a lot of a lot of teams that uh, were really really good at the beginning of the season. But my thing is, I like to be playing good at the end of the season. And uh, going to the end of the season, that's what you want to be playing because uh, that's tournament time. So uh, we was playing really good at the end of the season. Got cut short, but um, I told those guys we had a very successful season. Now Brown, let's get into the tournament and. One thing I want to speak to you about is, of course, everyone understands LSU, Dwayne Scales, Rudy Macklin, High C. Carter, Ethan Martin, and they had defeated Kentucky at Kentucky. Now, yes, University of Kentucky did go back to LSU and beat them there, but they were able to beat Kentucky, and one of the players, Dwayne Scales, had hit one of the Kentucky players, and there was a little melee. I want you to tell people what happened in the summit in Houston, Texas, and we were nothing supposed to be nothing but gator bait for LSU. What happened before the game when the captains, when the officials were getting ready to throw the ball up, told the captains, are you ready? I want you to tell people what you truly did, Brown, and we had to go back to Coach Crum, and he asked what was going on. I want you to tell him the truth. What did you do before the beginning of that game, Brown? No, I, I challenged Dwayne Scale because I told him that look, it ain't no, we ain't going we're not gonna be run down and beat down in this in this position. So I said, hey, look, you want to go ahead and get this over with right now? We can go ahead and get it over right now. So you can we get square up right here because it's gonna be a long night for you. Um, these sophomores, we we we, we wasn't playing around. These. We wasn't gonna back down from anybody. And I think that's what um, that's what um, our talent, our special talent that that we had, and our hard working attitude that. We thought we were going back and down. We didn't care if you're a senior, if you're a senior, whatever. We were going to play, and we're going to play hard. It's going to be a long day. Well, the Brown, people don't understand. You're right, because Scales played professionally. Rudy Mackman played professionally. They were upperclassmen. They thought they were going to really punk us. And you told them at the beginning of the jump ball, you put your hand on top of the ball after the ref had told us, are both captains ready? And I think Rudy said yes and Darrell said yes. You said, we can go now. We can go later, but it's not going to be any junk in this game today. So the officials send us back to the bench, and Coach Crum's asking all five stars, what's going on, what's going on? We didn't tell Coach the truth, did we? We're like, nothing, Coach, that's wrong. We, we, didn't, tell, we didn't tell them anything, Lee. We just, we just, you know, we, we was coming into play, and we were going to play a good game, and we was not going to get pumped. We, don't, we didn't care. Uh, we didn't lose that game. We, you know, we didn't supposed to win it. You know, but we, we came out and we played, played hard, and we we set the tone at the beginning of the game that we wouldn't go back down. Wally Brown, they were a number one seed in our region. You're 100% right. We were the number two seed. They were supposed to have beaten us in that game, and especially being played in Houston with all their fans. They thought they had that game. But talk about – you're talking about the tenacity. Derek Smith, yourself, 
Rodney McCray and myself, and everyone understands, stubborn like a mule myself, but all of us, no one cared about class, what they had done, if they were all Americans. Derek Smith wanted to beat Rudy Macklin so bad it was unbelievable. Talk a little bit about that. He was so ready to go. He couldn't wait for that game to get started because he wanted to play Rudy and show the world that Rudy Macklin had nothing on Derek Smith, absolutely nothing. Well, as you can remember, back back in um, when, when we was freshmen, Rudy used to come in the gym, man, and eat us up in our gym. And gym. <laughs> he did, he did, he did, absolutely, which was great because he didn't understand that. No, he, okay, you gonna beat us and you gonna get it, but we ain't gonna stay down. We are gonna get back up. We taking all this beating right now, but when it's time when the game's on the line, we gonna come. And that's what happened. We we was ready for Rudy. We was ready. We was ready for all the all the All Americans. They 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 played hard. We was gonna play harder. So um, that's what the thing about those games was. It's gonna be competitive again. We going to war. We gonna stay there. We ain't gonna back down. And that press man, you know that press press hurt a lot of teams. That press. Wiley Brown people did not understand that press changes the game. And Wiley, why don't more coaches today? And I'm talking about all of them, Coach Calipari, Coach Mack, Coach Krzyzewski. Why don't they press anymore? Why do we wore people down? We stayed after them. Well, well, my, my, one of my thoughts, and it could be told, totally wrong, a lot of these coaches, when they go out and get offensive players, and um, they think just because they're they going to outscore everybody um, just by, you know, getting these all these offensive players that, that can score. But there's some mm-hmm. you know, games where you're going to have to play some defense. and. Um, just so, just so happened, all of us play defense. Now I can't say that about Dan Griffin, my All American, because you know he he would play that all <laughs> We needed him to score, Riley. He got in early foul trouble, and we were so happy because we got a chance to shoot, bro. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. No, that's true, Brown. No, we would defend anybody, but Brown, I've got some questions for you, and of course. We were watching the UCLA-Purdue game before, and all that we saw was Joe Barry Carroll playing, and all we saw a white guy named Kiki Vandeweghe dunking on him with his right hand, dunking on him with his left hand, just dunking on Joe Barry. We're like, what is going on? It was truly my first opportunity to see Kiki up close. And you did. You're sitting there laughing, and Coach Crum is not sitting far from you. And we were all laughing about who's going to guard him. What did Coach Crum tell you when you asked who's going to guard Kiki? Hey, hey he, he, I can remember uh, clear as day. I asked, uh, I'm just saying, man, this guy's dunking on everybody. I'm saying, man, I wonder how we're going to stop him. And then Coach Crum said, I don't know how we're going to stop him, but I know how you're going to stop him. You're going to be guarding. <laughs> that is so true. And Wiley Brown, is that if people don't understand? And then on the other side, they had a guy named Rocket Rod Foster, who played really well. And I'm sitting there going, he's the fastest boy in college basketball, and I've got to guard him. We always, Wiley, seem to draw the best offensive players on the other team. Always, it was like, yeah. oh, this never ending. I'm like, I'm tired of guarding Brett, the guard from Texas A&M, Rocket Rod Foster, Roddy Lester. I was like. Daryl, can you please? <laughs> and you got the same assignments, Wiley. You got all the tough assignments going through. Now, Brown, championship game. We all know that, and you said it on the monitor when we did our little audio tape for the Young Center, that you had to have the first shot of every game. 
the first shot. But Wiley Brown in the UCLA game, you were trying to put it up. You were four, four for 12. You were going back at Kiki. What gave you your aggressiveness in that game? Well, I, I thought myself that all of us, um, we was no longer sophomores, man. At the end of the year, we become juniors at that stage. So I was going to say, we got had to let it off shine. Uh, we had, we had the opportunity to win the national championship. And I know from, from you, from, from Rodney, Derek, Darrell, we was not going to leave anything out there. We was going to let everything hang out. Um, so I, I, I kind of feel my way through everything, uh, Ease. Um, I think we were struggling in, in, the, in there for a while, so I thought I had to do a little bit more. But once the game got going, everybody started got their, got their game going. Then I know what I had to do was sit back and play defense. So that's the thing about that's the thing about how we how we played. Every single one of them knew our value and knew what we needed to do at any time. If you if if you were scoring or not scoring, we were going to do something else to to change the game and. Um, and, and we thrived on that. We didn't have to score a lot of points every, every game. We thrived on getting steals, getting defense, diving on the floor. That kind of thing, those kind of things that changed games up, and, and we did that. Father Brown, you're talking about that. You played 34 minutes. Derek Smith played 36. Rodney McCray played 36. I played 30. Derek Griffin played 38 on the other side. And you did hold Kiki to four for nine while he did a tremendous job. 24 minutes for Wilkes, 37 minutes for Kiki Vandeweghe, 34 minutes for Michael Sanders, a 10-year pro, 38 minutes for Rocket Rod Foster, a six-year pro, Michael Holton, a six-year pro, 29 minutes. Why were we able to play more minutes than today? Coaches are subbing players. They don't want – you hear them talking about we're playing too many minutes at 32 minutes a game. What happened, bro? We pressed and played minutes. Why is it such a point now to where players aren't supposed to play heavy minutes? Well, I, I think I see. I, I don't. I don't think like like I said. When we we got we were disappointed when we got, was asked to come out of the game. We get we gave we gave coaches that side eye. We didn't want to come out of the game at all. And uh, what we did was what we did. What we did that I think that that was uh, what they don't do now. And you talking about um, these guys getting in the gym? See, they get it. We didn't, we played fourteen to fifteen games. Our proper gym games were more competitive than our regular season games. And that's what I don't think these guys get out there and do. They don't push themselves past the limit to get themselves prepared to go those those long hauls, because we did that. And um, I, I think that's that's what the that's what the change needs to be in this basketball game today. These guys gotta they gotta love the game, and if you love the game, the game will love you back. And I I mean love love the game. Yes, no question. We lived in that hot Crawford gym. We were all there when they tore down Crawford gym, and and what a place we it was like. How long do we have, Elliot? Elliot. Oh, is the show over? Oh, Elliot. <laughs> Next time, yell at me. Wally Brown, I love you, man. We're getting ready to get out. Have a great day. Have a successful season next year. This is the Esports Radio, 502-571-1080. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.